Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Sometimes that is a mouthful to try to say. Um, first off, I want to apologize if last week's episode seemed a little bit scattered. I didn't really have any time to work on things that entire week, the last couple weeks, except while I was putting Luella to sleep because everything just kind of felt constant, you know, and I feel like that transition from two to three kids, like two kids, one might nap and the other one might still be awake, but like there's still that, um, like flexibility and freedom there. But with three, it's like, even if both are napping or in a quiet time, the one just, you just never know. (laughs) She's just a mystery. Um, but while I was trying to record, there were multiple interruptions. I thought like, I'll do it later at night and it just didn't matter. She still falls asleep almost like immediately so well. I've learned to read her cues really quickly, but the problem now is staying asleep and it's so inconsistent. A lot of times she just won't stay asleep after I lay her down. And then there are times when she can be asleep for like upwards of two and a half, three or more hours at a time. And at night she generally like regularly goes four to five hours before waking, which I am just so thankful for because my two boys were not like that. But I will say it isn't just like when I set her down, there are times when I have had the opportunity to just hold her while she sleeps and do like the whole contact nap. And a lot of times it's like she's in a deep sleep, but then suddenly she like wakes up even though I'm holding her. So not really quite sure. Like I can't pinpoint anything. She doesn't have a tongue tie. So she hates being swaddled. Like I have swaddled her with her arms out. Haven't really noticed a difference. I do also have a weighted sleep sack that I'm going to try. Um, we have the bigger size though, so I'm waiting on the smaller size. So if you have any, any thoughts, any ideas, I'd love to hear them because I, I don't know. I just, maybe it's just how she is. I don't know. Um, but anyway, enough about that. So let's get into today's episode. I wanted to chat about Elf on the Shelf. So if you are with your kids, you probably want to turn this off and just listen at another time. If that's you, I'm going to just give you a few seconds to do that before I continue. (laughs) Okay, so last year I chatted about Santa Claus And I will link that episode in the show notes if you want to go back and listen, if you missed it, or if you just want to refresh. This year, I want to talk about Elf on the Shelf because I think it's just becoming, you know, more and more. But my opinion has also changed a little bit. So I used to completely dismiss it because, honestly, the pictures that I've seen, the stories I've heard, while funny, have often pointed toward behavior manipulation and or... modeling behavior that I don't want my kids to follow. 
but this year and over the last few weeks, especially since having Luella, I've been trying really hard to push myself into play more. I tend to get really comfortable with like holding the firm but loving limits and then having a listening session when it's really not always necessary and can easily be worked through much quicker and with much more joy by just playing. But it's hard for me. Sometimes it feels very stretching to try to figure out how to come up with play in cer- certain situations. And like oftentimes maybe somebody will ask me a question about how to play in a certain instance and I can easily give them an example. But like when you're in the moment, oftentimes my brain is like, I know I should play here, but how do I do that? And I will just say a little piece of encouragement in case you are feeling like me is the more that I've been challenging myself to do it, the easier it comes, the easier the ideas come. I mean, they don't have to be complicated, but it just takes a little bit of a shift in your brain to think differently because most people weren't raised that way. You know, most people weren't raised like when there was whining or something to play. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I was thinking about the elf on the shelf idea and how it would actually be a really great way to promote connection and play this year. So we don't actually have Elf on the Shelf, but a couple years ago I bought the Shepherd on the Search, which if you haven't heard of it, it's basically the same idea. Um, The Shepherd is trying to get closer and closer to the nativity each day until Christmas when he actually makes it there. So I've never done anything but read the story that he came with. But this year I decided I wanted to try it out and I wanted to encourage my kids also to think outside of themselves during a holiday that is largely focused on, you know, self-consumption, self-wants, like what can I put on my Christmas list and just all the presents, which aren't bad. I mean, I love giving presents. I often go overboard because I just love, I just love doing that. Um, maybe probably too much sometimes, but I don't want that to be our only focus. And sometimes I, like last year, for example, I saw this really cool thing. It was like finding, picking one thing from your pantry each day. It was like listed out what you could choose and then donating that to the food shelf on Christmas Eve or Christmas day, I guess, either one. Um, and what ended up happening is we, we didn't do it each of the days because like I didn't have those things. So one day I just brought them to the store and we bought like two of everything that they chose, you know? Um, but then because we live in like a smaller town, well, we're in the country, but like smaller towns around when I went to look up a food shelf, it was like, make an appointment here. We're only open on this day at this time. And it just felt like really difficult to get there. And so I had all this food in the back of the car thinking like, we'll go drop it off. But then because like I couldn't quite figure out when to do it, I would forget I had it back there until I needed to open my trunk for something and then remember. And it just, it stayed in there for way too long. (laughs) And so I just like, I don't want to add anything that I'm not going to follow through with. So anyways, this year I really wanted to do something that felt festive, that was fun and playful and connecting, but that also, again, you know, was kind of getting outside of just this consumption mode and like, what do I want for Christmas? So if you're doing Elf on the Shelf or Shepherd on the Search, I want to encourage you actually not to do these two things. So number one, use the elf or the shepherd to manipulate your child's behavior. So 
you know, things like, don't do that. The elf is watching you or the elf is going to tell Santa, things like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what the elf, what else the elf would say, but a lot of times when we bring in these other things into our home, um, that can kind of be what we resort to is, you know, this person's watching. Uh, this might create immediate results, but it's doing nothing to get to the root cause of the behavior. And it will actually likely create more behavior long-term that you will have to deal with or patterning in your child that produces unhealthy results like people pleasing and perfectionism. Number two, pay close attention to the things that you're setting up for the elf or the shepherd to do. Remember that modeling plays a bigger role in what your child will do than what you say. So if you are constantly telling your child not to make a mess of the bathroom toilet paper, but then you have the elf mess all the toilet paper up as a joke and you're laughing about it, that can make it really confusing for your child. And it's likely that your child will then want to do that in the future because they saw how funny you thought it was and it was connecting and you were all laughing. But I'm guessing you won't be so keen on that. So just take some extra time to think about like the funny things that you're doing are also connecting but is it something that you would be okay with your child repeating in the future and if not probably find something else so without those things i think it's a really simple option for fun festive connection building and it does not have to be complicated i'm sure you've seen all of those like pinterest worthy pictures shared around of what the elf does and all the little elf sized things to go with it and that is truly great if you want to do that and you have the resources and the capacity to do that. But if you don't, I want you to know that it's okay. Kids love simple. They are, I think a lot of times these things, um, like if it brings you joy, that's really great. But I feel like a lot of times, sometimes it's like we're just doing it almost for ourselves because we see other people doing it and we want to do that too. But in reality, our kids don't need the amplified level of of what we take it to simple is great so i just thought i'd share how i'm doing it this year to maybe give you some ideas in case you want to jump in and do it and ways you can make it easy on yourself we don't need to add things that feel like more work and more stress to the day so if that is going to be how you feel i would encourage you just not to do it um, but this is meant to be a fun way to build connection with your kids. And I think there's always room for that. And this could be like an easy routine way to do that until Christmas. So I started by creating a list of like the path. So since we have the shepherd, the shepherd is working his way from my boy's room all the way to our nativity, which is in our living room. So I created this list of the path that I wanted the shepherd to take around our house to get to it. And then I went and I started pairing activities that we can either do together, service-based activities, and then just some like fun ideas with each place. So like yesterday, I had the shepherd in the bathroom with like a little trail of chocolate chips along the toilet. So I think you can kind of catch my drift with that. I have two boys. They thought it was really funny. Um, but I thought a lot of these ideas just kind of like off the top of my head based on things that I know my boys think are funny or really enjoy as well as like service activities that I have wanted to do in the past or that we have done in the past and then I looked on Pinterest for extra ideas to kind of fill in the gaps 
And as I made the list, I also tried to kind of arrange them in a fairly even like pattern or combination. So it wasn't all like a whole bunch of service activities stacked in a row because obviously these are great, but I also wanted to make sure that their interest is continuing to be piqued and they want to keep going and fighting the shepherd each day and not make it feel like it's just like this chore. I wanted to make sure there was time for extra connection, um, too, like I mentioned. So I added in things like going to see the holiday lights, a movie night, a game night. Um, and then I'm also planning to do this without really purchasing anything. There might be a few little things here and there. Like for one of them, I wanted to get some of that fake like sensory snow and some treats for the movie night. Um, but just keeping it very, very minimal, um, with a movie night, like I'm not going to go buy another movie we'll just watch one from one of the streaming services or you know if you want to do like some type of book or something use a book that you have I mean I pulled out all of our Christmas books because originally I was maybe going to wrap them you know like some people do we didn't end up doing that um but it's amazing all the books that you have like when you put them away and then take them back out how much you forget of what you had and we have a lot of Christmas books um so if you haven't started but you want to I just want to encourage you that it's not too late start tomorrow or you could start on like the 13th and make it the 12 days of Christmas whatever will feel easier and more fun for you if you don't have an elf or a shepherd who cares? Just grab one of your child's stuffed animals. I know you have to have some. And if you don't, I have a gigantic garbage bag in the basement that I would be happy to donate to the cause. I also want to share with you that um, you don't have to do anything but hide the stuffed elf or the stuffed shepherd or the stuffed animal if the rest feels like too much for you. My kids wake up every morning simply just excited to see where the shepherd ended up and you can make it fun with how you hide it. Like this morning, I buried him in a container of Legos like he was doing the back float and only his head was sticking out. They thought it was hilarious. So it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to add in all these things if you just don't have the space and the capacity to do that right now. You can still make it super fun and connecting. My kids also know it's me doing these things. You can obviously choose how you want that to work. Um, but, you know, in all honesty, <laughs> two years ago, when Miles was four, mind you, four, I was just kind of learning and listening and thinking about how I kind of wanted to handle Santa and just like the perspective on it and different views about it. And one night, Miles just flat out asked me if Santa was real. And I wasn't really sure what to say because I didn't necessarily want to lie. Um, but I, I didn't want to like take the magic away if, if he believed in that. And so what I did was I asked what he thought. And his response was, I think it's just a big old guy dressed in red. And so I was like, well, you're not, you know, you're not wrong. Um, so needless to say, we do the fun stuff, but we just kind of keep it honest and they still think it's fun. There's like no, the magic has not been removed because he knows that it's me hiding the shepherd. So if you want a little more help, I'm going to include my working like Google doc 
in the show notes in hopes that maybe, you know, it can help you with different ideas. Obviously, the layout of our house is going to be different than yours, but you can still use the ideas or the scripts. I'm just like printing out a little note with some of them. I didn't for every single one, but, and they're not like super clever, you guys. Like, you know, if you go on Pinterest, you'll see like rhyming words and all this stuff. It's not at all like that. It's just very (laughs) simple because I cannot think like that. Um, and then just make them your own. Um, and just for a heads up, if you are going to do that, I'm totally going like day by day. (laughs) So if you want to use it, just know that like, you'll probably want to check back frequently so that you can (laughs) see the new things that are added. Um, so whether you're doing off on the shelf, shepherd on the search or neither, I hope that you are finding ways to incorporate more play and connection in your days this month. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.